What'd you do? Uh, but uh, hope ourselves with the volume slider. Oh dear. It's kind of, no, it's like just completely killed the all the volume all the hour. So it's fine. Ah, huh. it's it's fine. Right. Well, we're not starting again. Well, if that's what you're. No, thinking. we'll fix it in post. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll CGI it, as Dan Housen would say. Hello, it's Evil G Podcast, episode 39. Colin here, Stu oh, there. Close to the big 40. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's... That's a, that's a bit... Evil, <laughs> I was going to say, does the Evil G Podcast have a midlife crisis at 40? Of course. What do we do? Do we, like, all buy sports cars and uh, try and pull supermodels and shit and just make complete asses of ourselves. Yes. That's not what you do when you have a midlife crisis. Because you can just pull supermodels, no bother. No, 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 no. I say you try. You (laughs) try try. and you make a complete (laughs) ass of yourself. That's how it works, having a midlife crisis. You you do do something that, that... That a that a fourteen year old would find cool. That's that's usually what a, a midlife mm. crisis is supposed to look like. like I think. Buy a convertible. Well, why would you buy a convertible in Ireland? Like, what I, I don't know. Possible <laughs> fucking use. You get three days would a you? year. You can actually use it. <laughs> oh. oh no! There you go. There's a new section: life advice with Evil G. You won't have to put a disclaimer on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Do not listen to these men. (laughs) If anything, do the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we get get into the the big thing um, that Mm -hmm. probably everyone already knows about. We're a bit late to the party here because I'm pretty sure this happened like right after we finished recording last week. Uh, yeah, so Microsoft went and bought Activision Blizzard, which... That's a... What was it, 70 billion? Almost 70 billion. Um, Jesus. Just came out of nowhere. No one knew this was happening. Um, well, I think it was only a week or two ago we were saying that Microsoft was saying that, you know, uh, we are seriously looking at the way we work with yes. Blizzard and Activision if they don't fucking clean clean themselves up. So I guess Microsoft's way of cleaning them cleaning them up is fucking take over them and clean them up themselves. Yeah, uh, literally the week before it was like, yeah, we're going to review how we deal with Activision. Wonder oh. they must, well, obviously they knew then that mm. there's some there's some kind of like almost playful about the way they worded that. It's like uh, right. This is going to blow everyone's mind. <laughs> Watch this. Um, yeah, so 70 billion almost, which is fucking huge. How much did they pay for Bethesda? It was nowhere near that. No, 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 no. It was like I, around the 10 mark, I want to say. I think uh, it was. Something like that. But, but to be fair, I mean, obviously... Bethesda's biggest two are probably Fallout and the Elder Scrolls. And then yeah. obviously that came with all the studios they own. And as much as I love like id Software, like id Software aren't a powerhouse of a 
studio, they release, you know, a game every couple of years. Where you look at Activision, yeah. they are flat to the tin. Wii games, and of course well, they own Call of, they do Call of Duty and shit. Activision don't really release a lot of games anymore. They do a lot of publishing beyond. though. No, not even. When you look at their really? their current what they actually put out, it's Call of Duty, and that's it. Um, they used to be one of the biggest like, third party publishers, definitely, mm. but not since they got into this Call of Duty sort of annual release no, schedule. And then every studio that they have gets thrown on the Call of Duty. But then, yeah, of course you have Blizzard, um, which gets you mm. Warcraft, uh, Overwatch, Diablo, um, all Are they StarCraft? Things. Yes, StarCraft as well. Um, and that also includes King, uh, who do Candy Crush. So th- oh, that's fuck. a mobile game developer which is i don't know is candy mm-hmm. crush still big probably i dare say you, you probably don't hear a lot about it but i would still say no, it's popular no. no well why would you it um, made a ton of money mm-hmm. but uh like it's just you're not in that space like it's mm. not relevant to like games are bigger than just the you know the the traditional sense of nerdy people in a basement playing games it's like yeah everyone Aye. has this shit in the phone i'd open the whole new market that maybe and the two don't really cross over that much so um mm. yeah so th- we know that activision's been on their fire a lot um rightfully yep. so with their carrying on and various fucking bullshit they get up to i mean microsoft can't do any worse can they no no fucking way. I'm, I'm sure. I hate to think they could. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Microsoft's not squeaky clean, or there's definitely probably stuff there. I would, to be fair, I don't think any studio would be squeaky clean. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Not, not a lot size anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it can't really get any worse. Um, but I'm, I wonder, there's a lot of talk about unionization over there at the minute. Um, was it Raven Studios? Where they, oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Went on strike after they let go a bunch of the QA department. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that affects that. Does that go ahead? And mm. keeping in mind that this is early days, this is not going to go through till next year. You remember the, the, oh, the uh, one took ages ago it has to go through all sorts of red tape and that. Um, the thing I have to sort of laugh at is the Sony response to this. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you see what place or Sony themselves said? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> they They basically says, "Oh well, I don't think Microsoft will keep these games from being released on their on their platform only." <laughs> and you're like, "Lad, how naive are you?" Do you remember the, the way, like, Starfield very quickly, like, they came out and said that they had, they're not going to take games away, but then came out and said, yeah, Starfield's Xbox exclusive. Why the fuck do you think they bought them? Uh, yeah, I could, I think, yeah, you're probably going to have to go on Game Pass to get, maybe not this year's Call of Duty, but definitely next year's. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Warzone will probably people stay. think they're sort of. Oh, I, I Warzone definitely, but I know this is what people are sort of. Um, well, a lot of a lot of sort of internet talk is that uh, this is Microsoft's way of getting their Game Pass onto the PlayStation. That is one of the things as well. Is um, yeah, I've seen banded about, uh, which yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know if that's exactly like, oh, we want it on PlayStation, or we just want it to be this thing that you will not be able to do without. I'm putting Call of Duty on there and having it on nothing else, um, is a way to do that. Now, I can't see them doing mm-hmm. that. They they did come out and say, no, you get we'll still put Call of Duty on PlayStation, um, but that they didn't specify what that means. Uh, does that just mean? Mm-hmm. Every Call of Duty that's been released up until now will still be on PlayStation. Warzone will still be on PlayStation. I don't know if it'll um, amount to them doing still doing the annual release. And it'd be interesting to see, will they keep up the Activision business model for Call of Duty? Because, let's be brutally honest, it's shite. It's, it's just releasing, like, bare-bones fucking difference from the the last game um and releasing something that's that's nearly the same every year or every two years i guess since they do that um they have the the studios doing that sort of leapfrogging cycle um all right is there three studios that do call of duty games i i have stopped paying attention to that i think there's three you've got treyarch sledgehammer and who's the other one Infinity I'm Ward. Sure three. The original. And <laughs> they, sorry, quote unquote, Infinity Ward. Aye. Because yeah, a lot of the original Infinity Ward guys are in respawn. <clears throat> yeah, they they left um, and started respawn. I'm pretty sure they left because Bobby Kotick is a fucking yeah, bell right. uh, I I remember something like Bobby Kotick talking some shit about something. And then the Infinity War dev being like, this boy has no idea what he's talking about. What a fucking idiot. Um, (laughs) Speaking of Kodak, he is... uh, The the bad thing about this is he is going to get out of this with some amount of money. eh? I know. He's going to get millions off this because he owns stake in Activision, um, which means he's going to get paid off for his shares and uh i imagine microsoft's just gonna want him to go away yep that has to be top of the list get rid of the shit and they will do what it takes to get rid of him if he's all i'm not going anywhere without the x amount of money they'll go i here it is get the fuck out yeah Nobody, nobody wants him. You see, some of the stuff came out like this is really fucking pathetic. See, when all the uh, the Activision stuff, Blizzard stuff, was starting to come out, he was considering buying Kotaku or PC Gamer so he would have a publication so he could change the public narrative. Yep, I remember hearing that. Like that's that's some straight up fascist bullshit. There, that that's like yeah, that Nazi stuff. But to me, that's how you know that you're 
you're not a good person when yeah. you have to buy something. I need to, to buy a newspaper to tell lies so I don't look as bad. Aye. <laughs> what can hell? Uh, and uh, this week he had a uh, a meeting. He was just, uh, that was probably last week. Now he had a meeting with um, with employees, internal Activision meeting, big thing on fireside chat with Bobby on on their fucking whatever they use over their teams or or workplace chat or whatever. Um, mm. And it was supposed to be half an hour long, long. So he was supposed to like put everyone to rest, like your job safe or whatever, and answer people's questions about this. Because a big day they'd be sitting there, it's like, oh, is Microsoft just going to let a bunch of people to go? Uh, who knows mm. what the future holds? And he's like, 30 minutes long, shows up seven minutes late. The thing only lasts 16 minutes. And he just tells jokes about them not having to move over to, to Microsoft Teams. And <laughs> I was like, he's a fucking... He likened Activision to be as important as his children. If he's saying that, I think we should send someone to check on Bobby Kotick's children because I don't think they're okay. Someone no, go rescue his not. children if if, uh, if Activision is <laughs> on the same level as that. I didn't even know he had kids now. I feel really bad for them. You know, we do remember the famous Cosby suite. I don't even want to know what them poor kids have gone through. Mm, mm. Mm, yeah. Sorry, that took a dark <laughs> turn, but I didn't know he had kids, and that that's actually frightened to me. Now, I don't know if he's ever been. Well, I know he's been accused of being a a bully and a shitbag. I don't know if there's been any sexual stuff from his okay. end, but he he let it all happen. Um, mm. yeah, didn't mention any strikes or the lawsuit or anything like that. Um. <laughs> we could have read a press release and slap an extra 15 minutes instead <laughs> and that uh, that hits that hits me in a special place like anyone that works in an office knows that and has to go on fucking calls that are completely uh, unnecessary knows what that's about um, yeah so on the brighter side of this well no, say it's bright or doom and gloom either way. But one of the things, so we know Activision have all they're interested is churning out Call of Duties and keeping that money rolling in. They kind of lost interest in, you know, the, you know, the making video games for the sake of making video games. Mm. And there's a lot of a lot of unused stuff in there. Mm-hmm. That uh, that Microsoft's going to have access to now, and, and Phil they, Spencer like ha- straight off the bat named some. So yeah, them, Phil, Phil cool. Spencer was straight in saying, "Hey, they have Hexen." <laughs> I remember like, that's how you know he, he he knows his shit if he can pull out something like that. I, I have a list here, um, and there's some like. Keep in mind, like they, they uh, Activision bought the Sierra, the old you know PC Sierra publisher mm-hmm. stuff. So they own all that. Um, so stuff you got here is like Blur, uh, that racing game, Oof. Caesar, Call of Duty, Candy Crush, Crash Bandicoot, mm. Diablo, DJ Hero, Empire Earth, Gabriel Knight, Geometry Wars. Oh, I love Geometry Wars. 
Which is mad since that was a that was like one of the first Xbox arcade games. It was. And didn't belong to Microsoft somehow. It was Activision mm. and but it's back. Uh Guitar Hero. Um like that's not how with Activision's the way they conduct their business with that annual release stuff. They killed that entire genre of game. They did. That plastic Single-handedly. They, they just flooded the market and killed it. Um, and their game I wasn't even the best one. Off. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, gone. You could see... Yeah, that's Activision. You see uh, Microsoft taking that and doing, like... Here's our Red Dead. What Red Dead should have been? Uh, Hearthstone, which is the Warcraft card game. Mm. Uh, Heroes of the Storm, which is the Warcraft MOBA, I think. Uh, yeah, Hexen Interstate 76. Is that like a... That's a, like thing? a... Yeah, it's like a twisted metal, but it's racing. Yeah. That was cool. I remember that. King's Quest, Do you ever oh, fuck. point and click adventure, uh, and Police yeah. Quest uh, as well. Uh, the Lost Vikings, you know why? Like Overwatch, uh, Phantasmagoria, which they should totally remaster. Upscan those videos. That's the FMV adventure game. It's fucked I up. I remember that. It was um, wild violent because it got like a whole bunch of ban and stuff when it was uh, released. Because that's I imagine, the scene everyone remembers is your woman's face getting ripped open. I imagine if you played it now, it would be nowhere near as bad as. You no, think. probably not. Uh, Pitfall, uh, prototype, <laughs> uh, singularity, quest for glory, Skylanders, soldier of fortune, fortune. Trying to you can shoot the arms off, boys, and they're like, what the fuck? Ah. <laughs> I got in trouble as well. Space quest, Spyro the Dragon. Time. Starcraft, the Tenchu games. Now they don't own the Tenchu license name. They own the the rights to the games that Activision published, which is like Stealth Assassins, mm. um, probably Tenchu Two. I'm not sure. Um, Time Shift, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, True Crime, Warcraft, and Zork. A lot of stuff in there. Hmm, true time, that was a good game. Ah, uh, was it though? Well, maybe my memories Streets sort of, of LA. it was good for the time. Um Am I thinking of the right thing? It was like the Hong Kong I thought well, I thought True Crime was a Hong Kong based thing. No, so you're thinking of there was a I think a third true true crime game that was supposed to happen and it didn't, but then I think it got uh-huh. stuck in development hell and became um Oh shit, I forgot his name. Something about dragons. Oh yeah, you're right. That's what I played. What do you call that? I am pretty sure the original True Crime was on the original Xbox. Mm. And PlayStation 2. And then there's a second one. Um I can see the cover of this game in my head, but I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs. Fuck all to do with dragons. Why why call it Sleeping Dogs? What the fuck? 
Yeah, so the third true crime game eventually became Sleeping Dogs, um, which I think is Deep Silver? How's that? I, I, mm. Maybe. It was published by Square Enix, I remember <clears throat> that much. Oh, right, right. Yeah, it's probably... That's what it is then. Um, but yeah, that's a... You, you got a lot of stuff that could potentially be put on Game Pass. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, true. They could just sort of re-release the older games as well. Because that, that first and foremost, that's what Microsoft's trying to do here. They're trying to bulk out their first-party stuff, stuff that you'll only mm-hmm. get on Game Pass. And I don't think they give a shit what, what you're playing on hardware-wise. They just want you on Game Pass. Um, but it'd be interesting to see, like, let's say if it was on PlayStation, like Game Pass, would it, would that be streaming only, or would you be able to download? Because then it has to be a PlayStation compatible version. Yeah. It would have to be streaming only, but you would want to use the Microsoft servers and not Sony's pile of shit. You can't play, you can't be playing Halo on a PlayStation, that's... It's messed up. Aye. Uh, <laughs> that would, would be weird as fuck. So I would at one point you just would have said, I, you kept playing a Sonic game on a Nintendo console. True, true. Look at us now. Yeah, no, it's still hmm. messed up. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, to me... If the, the, There's one of two ways Microsoft's going to go with this. They are going to try and obviously... The, the main thing they're doing is, like you say, they're bulking out the Game Pass. I think, oh, if I was them, you would try and push, because I know they have literally come out and said themselves that we would love to put Game Pass on other platforms, and I'm pretty sure Nintendo were very open to this. I remember yeah. Nintendo's responses were all, yeah, we like the sound of that. Um, but I don't know if Sony would be as open to it unless they turned around and went, hi, hey, because I think Call of Duty's highest selling uh, numbers are always on PlayStation console. I think that's just because of the, you know, the install the base of, of the console. There's there's more of them. Um, so in order for Sony to keep that sweet Call of Duty revenue, even if it has to be sort of done through the Game Pass, I think they'd be mad to say no to this idea. If you own the PlayStation, you're going to turn around and somebody says to you, here, uh, we're going to keep the, the Call of Duty going, but you have to have the Game Pass. You're going to turn around and go, oh, all right, then, because I love my Call of Duty, and it's only a tenner a month, and I keep getting to play my Call of Duty, plus I get the bonus of all these other games. You're going to snap that shit up in a heartbeat. I, um... Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, Sony's going to get a wee cut out of that. Yeah, they would They would have to work some, some sort of deal out. Um, it's hard to say if it's a, a good thing or a bad thing because Activision weren't doing much besides the the Call of Duty. I I don't play Call of Duty. That whole thing that nope, that's entirely same. what they were built on. Obviously, the Blizzard stuff is a bit more interesting. We mm-hmm. played it a lot of Overwatch. We are interested mm-hmm. in Overwatch too. Um. Mm-hmm. 
there's the Diablo stuff as well. Uh, World of Warcraft. That's a weird one. Microsoft own World of Warcraft. I know. Um, Something I've never bothered with, but I don't think MMOs are my thing. No, no. I'm just wondering, will they, will they try and address stuff there? Uh, like... Hemorrhaging well, lo- players? So. Uh, but again, but this is all way down the road. Like, this is going to take over a year for this whole thing to get through uh, the red tape. So, like, who knows? Maybe if Microsoft cleaned things up, they mightn't be hemorrhaging players. Maybe people would come back now that things have hopefully been cleaned up by Microsoft and things are a bit more fair at the studio. So, that may bring people back. Uh, well, part of me wishes that that's the reason why people are leaving World of Warcraft because of, you know, some sense of morality. I don't think it is. Mm. I think it's more to do with the what they keep doing to the game, the direction they're taking it, and people just aren't happy mm. with. Um, but yeah, that's uh, crazy stuff. I can't really say if it's going to be good or bad. Uh, it's hopefully it'll be good. Too for early the, to the people. tell. Hopefully it'll be good for the people that work there at least. But I hope it doesn't overshadow mm, and like they stop all their pushing to to unionize it just because this has happened and don't lose focus on that stuff because uh, yeah Codex probably got another year of being a prick mm. uh, so that's the, the big one out of the way what else we got here um, Battlefield put up a zombies mode and then removed it because people were having too much fun with it <laughs> Have that. Having too much fun, stroke, getting what they wanted without, you know, having to grind through hours and hours and hours of bollocks. Yeah. This. Like, imagine you being like, hey, I can easily play this zombie mode, get tons of kills, and unlock all the attachments for these guns that I haven't been able to use yet because they're shit without any attachments on them. Mm-hmm. And Dyser's all like, no, not allowed to have fun. Don't be it. I don't be doing that. You know, you should go on and grind the shit out of it, even though there's probably guys that, you know, just sitting back with a sniper rifle and you're never going to be able to get these attachments. Whereas, you know, we let's be very honest about this. I got all the attachments for my shotgun. I know that I have all my attachments. <laughs> I am able to kill people a lot easier with my shotgun. So I'm a happy man because of this. But they took it down the next day. Yeah. Let's leave the next to day. Suffer with. 20 round magazines <laughs> for guns that fire quicker than the speed of light <laughs> I know that that fucking uh, it's not called a vector but it's basically a vector and it's like that K30 I think they call it you tap the trigger two taps of the trigger will empty that fucking mag then it takes half an hour to reload and if you have to adjust your aim tough shit you must <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's just uh, the excuse they gave for it was ridiculous they basically says oh we don't want players uh, abusing the system it's like nobody was abusing it they were just getting the attachments they wanted for yeah. the guns they like to use just let people oh, XP for people them. were uh, ah, people were farming XP and blah 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 and it's unfair on the ranking system and you're like nobody gives a fuck about the number beside their name They, I, no. everyone was on the same boat here they just wanted their attachments that, that rank means nothing. I could be the worst fucking Battlefield player. Well, might be like, 
um, mm. of all time, but I could just get that rank up by playing for longer and not getting any better. So that rank means nothing. Yeah, Absolutely sure. It nothing. might mean you're amazing at the game, but also might mean you've been playing the game too much. So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I hear these boys with letters in their name. What? I don't know what that's or about. Le- letters in their rank. <laughs> What's that all about? Uh, it's... <sighs> Like, this portal thing was such a good idea, but they just seem to be hell-bent on making it more fun. Like, removing removing Rush, Mm. 2042 Rush, probably the most popular mode on it. They're like, yeah, we're going to take that off now. (laughs) What are you doing? I was playing that. Why? The the uproar when they did that was nuts. But there was no need. It's not. It's like basically because yeah. at the moment you know yourself, you've got two modes: conquest and breakthrough. And everyone was like creating their own rush modes and you know trying their best at it. And then obviously diced on their own official version, and it was great, and everyone was happy. And then they were just like watching everyone going, "Oh, look at all the fun they're having!" No, take that away. Yeah, I I don't understand at all. How can you look at something that's getting players coming to your game to play, which is what you need in a live game like this? And be like, right, mm. we'll take that off. It's they, they must know like which modes are better than ours. I, I know, like here's this thing put up. Um, they didn't make this. It was it was fan made, uh, but it was mm-hmm. on the featured list, which means it's it was. Just it was it made the by that uh, Stone Mountain Stone 64. Mountain. He's a big, big, big Battlefield streamer. And uh, they obviously put it in the live stream. People were playing it. And don't get me wrong, it was actually a good crack as well. Because, you know, because they would just swarm in at you. It was yeah. freaking out at times if you were too separated. <laughs> but the amount of them would just come and tear at you was a good crack. Yeah, the parachuting in, they have knives. <laughs> they get, uh, as you go, they get progressively more and more health. So it gets to the point where you're, like, shooting them five times in the head and they're still up. Wrong on that, Genuinely was a bit of fun. But uh, yeah. we obviously used it to get the attachments and... We still kept playing at it though, but I don't know. Uh, Take something away like that that's doing no harm to the game to me. It almost feels no, like they're using no. this portal mode to, you know, create stuff and then sort of just take it out. It's like they, they they claim that, you know, this is for the players, you know, to make their own modes, but it's more like we're gonna create these class modes and then we're just gonna take them away if people are having too much fun with them. I like, do a... you remember that cool mode we were playing that you could only run around for like ten seconds? Oh so yeah, and that's, stop stolen. That's gone. That, that lasted like two days, and it was so much fun because you, you you stopped. You no, know, you could move for like fifteen seconds, and then you had to stop still for ten. But only when you were stopped could you shoot. So mm. that that to me was like a really unique game mode. But again, it, I don't think it even lasted a week. Yeah. I think that's the problem with Portal. It's it's nice and it's it's good in theory, but it's the fact that uh, yeah, you get the the novel stuff just disappears because if you go through the 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 server browser, it's just hardcore, hardcore conquest, mm. hardcore conquest. I don't want to play hardcore conquests. No, no, it's just boys and snipers just all trying to shoot each yeah. other from different hills. And also, I shoot my own team like. A lot. A lot. Same. <laughs> so yep. I wouldn't be too popular on a hardcore It's server. really hard to tell sometimes who's who. Or you're just aiming down sights, shooting at someone, and then a big arse comes into your scope, and you're like, 
<laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> so you'd be giving a bunch of boys extra arseholes then? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, some worrying news here. Uh, well, first of all, you mentioned before we started, Elden Ring has gone gold. It's finished. So it's definitely coming mm. out on the 25th of February. Um, the bad thing is there's some sort of shit going on with the Dark Souls servers uh, for all of the games on the PC. Apparently it is possible for a hacker to invade you and then that injects some sort of malicious script that allows them to take control of your PC. Holy uh, shit. And there's someone on Reddit uh, claiming that the same hack is possible with Elden Ring. Um, not sure how they would know that, but there's that. So the PvP servers for Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 have been deactivated while they're looking into it. Um, yeah. Mm. I hope. I hope, I hope it's just going to get ruined by hackers before we even get out the gate with it. Mm. Fuck's sake. Is it only affecting the PC or have they shut the servers down just completely at the moment? Because can can they sort of separate the servers between each other? I don't know, but I don't think it's cross-play. Um, but they haven't specified which servers they shut down and I haven't tried to, to play any of Dark Souls. Um, mm. I, I know like this is mainly a thing on PC. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fancy risking it on, on one of my consoles nope. either. Um, no fucking way. you never know. Um, uh, uh, but hopefully this is something that gets fixed, uh, pretty soon. Um, so like the, the hacker, uh, it was fine because it, it happened to a streamer because the, the hacker was like, said they contacted from software to tell them about it, didn't get a response. So they just started doing it to live streamers live on air to get noticed. Jesus. That's one way of doing it. That is one way of doing it. It's weird that um, this hasn't come up before now. Mm. Like, what, like, Dark Souls has been around a long time now. And well over a decade. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, don't scare us with stuff like this. Or yeah, don't, don't, don't be doing this. Especially for, like, we've been waiting very long and very patiently for Elden Ring. Just stop being dicks before the release of this big one. <laughs> we just want to play the game. Stop hacking things. Is this only affecting Blood Dark Souls? Sake. Is it affecting Demon Souls or anything like that? Or Bloodborne? <clears throat> I doubt it because they're not on PC to do the initial ah. work. But What about the Ninja one? Uh, Sekiro, there's no invading in that. Oh, is there not? All right. No. Ah, didn't That's know that. It's a bullshit game. <laughs> I, said, I, don't, I don't believe there's no there's not invading in, in Sekiro that would be very annoying if because you know it being stealth 
yeah. very heavily based in stealth than some fucking mm-hmm. arsehole invading you. Oh, Elden Ring's gonna have stealth. Hmm. Yeah, your boys invading you out. Can you get invaded in Elden Ring? I'm not sure. I think you could. I think it was saying in that big breakdown that there was a an invade type thing. Yeah, well, I was wondering or if uh, if maybe it was just like a yeah. Well, it's just the co-op stuff. Mm. But yeah, if there's now nah, you want the invading's part of the fun. You get some stupid oh, ones. I mean, like, I've done a wee bit of invading myself, and it can be good fun. Invasions never, they don't tend to happen in areas where you're kind of, nah, I'm trying to be serious right now and do serious stuff. And it should, they, they usually, you know, it's confined to specific areas where you're more likely to get invaded. And then it feels really good to fuck someone up. Oh, yep. It's the best. Um... Shall we talk about wrestling then? Why not? Aye, let's go. <laughs> um, just first on it, um, Leo Rush. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this has happened, but he is—he is now a free agent. He's no longer with AEW, which is a shame, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's really good. But I'm not too sure what's going on there. I mean, he wasn't around too long, and the only thing <laughs> this sounds this sounds so awful for me to say. The person I feel the most for is Perry Dante Martin, because obviously there was a storyline being based with him with Leo Rush, and he left Matt Seidel to join Leo Rush, and now Dante's had to sort of come back to Matt Seidel with his tail between his legs because Leo Rush isn't around anymore, and it's like, hmm. What about Jay Lee? Oh yeah, there was Jay Lethal. <laughs> that seems a bit, you know, we'll just, I suppose, uh, you know, a lot of people want to hang out with Dante Martin and I don't blame them. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, Leo was there for a really short amount of time. Then the Tony Khan did the, the big swole tweet, which he really probably shouldn't have done. Uh, Leo replied to him, saying that he should apologize um mm. and we haven't seen him on tv uh and i know he, he's gone I, I hope that wasn't the reason because because he you know he, he he stood up for another black wrestler um when a drunk tony khan was running his mouth on twitter which he does sometimes which he really shouldn't do but like that that's no reason to to get let go like the guy the guy's outspoken but it's in my opinion it's about the the right stuff and that's if you want to change wrestling for the better you you need people like that that will yeah you know, go hey this is bullshit here um you know he's he's had run-ins with people like mark henry and that it's just because he he feeds passionately about wrestling and, and cares um but he's hmm. he's so so fucking good in the ring um, oh he's unbelievable hopefully hopefully he won't fade into obscurity well I have seen him on a show since then so um, not much hope of that so the, that um, sort of ties into another thing that there's, we're getting to that time where we're maybe seeing some AEW contracts 
expiring. Mm -hmm. There's uh, we're coming up on the three year mark, like. Yeah, there's a few people we haven't seen in a while, and uh, Dave Meltzer came out and said if it's someone you haven't seen on TV, chances are they're gone. Um, think the likes of Marco Stunt, um, Brian Cage hasn't been around. Um, well, I know, I know there was a whole thing with Brian Cage and his misses and shit again, like that. That's just sort of Twitter bollocks, though. You can't. Uh, I know she can be a bit of a mouthpiece, so I'm not trying to be funny, but I I, I remember reading a, a thing she caused a wee bit of, I wouldn't say controversy, but she, she just caused a wee bit of a tension backstage in Lucha Underground once or twice. Yeah. Apparently. Because Cage, they, they wrote him off midway through season four. Um Basically, Penta literally, well, in story during the match, but in story, basically, Penta rewired him and broke every single one of his robot limbs. <laughs> rewired him. Oh, yeah, because he was a literal, <laughs> he was a literal machine in Lucha Underground. Keep in mind that, that everyone's watched Lucha Underground. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, that, sorry. So I. But he apparently broke all his limbs, so they wrote him out then. And she wasn't happy that Cage didn't make it the whole way through the season because you know she was always he's one of the best guys back here, and you're just treating him like a jobber. And it was all so, no, uh, he, he wasn't a job. He's just a mark, she, or she's a mark. Ah, she's a mark for Cage. It's all right. Uh, it's all right. He, he had a good match with Matanza. Fucking Penta. Penta was the fucking the man. He was the champ. In Lucha. He was the champion. The champion at the time you got put up for the champion, you're like, oh, you're treating him like a jobber. What? You, you had a match with the champion. Jobbers don't uh, get title matches. Fuck off. A fucking half hour title match, which was absolutely amazing because it was last Lucha standing. Oh, so it she, wasn't even like a. She, she's. She, I don't know where the hell she had off a, making He had like a couple that. of title matches. The time he fought Matanza, Jeff Cobb, that was a title match too. You can't just be having all the titles all the time. Just, it's just, and here, right, here's the thing. Brian Cage, great in the ring. Mm -hmm. On the mic, as a solo no. baby face trying to be a champion? No. Wouldn't work. That, that's the pro Would I'd not like, work. I Cage has come out himself and says he wants, he prefers being a baby face over a heel. But I'm sorry, he just doesn't look like a baby face. He's a fucking absolute monster of a man, and you can't have a baby face monster. It just doesn't yeah. make no sense. He is a monster. That that's that's what his thing has to be. But because he doesn't have the the charisma, like that's the, like he, he can't cut a promo on boys and like baby face promos and like you know a hangman gets in and and does his cowboy shit and he's he's mm -hmm. charming and he's got all he's got fucking charisma coming out of his eyeballs and mm -hmm. uh, I cannot picture Cage doing something like that or being no, able to the, the size of Cage if let, let's just say Cage worked on his mic skills right and he got good the size of him though he's gonna talk about tearing you to pieces and ripping you apart and it's like that's not shit baby faces say <laughs> Baby faces don't talk about beating people to death. I know. He's hardly he going to come across like intellectual man. No, he's fucking massive. He's, he'll be busting out of suits and stuff. 
Yeah. Here's the thing, though, Stu. You really want to cheer for Ward, though. Yeah, but they're doing a very, a very clever thing with Wardlow, where they're having him. You know, you, you've got him against MJF. Like, mm-hmm. if you want someone to cheer, you put him against MJF. I still think you you can be a baby face and be a big man. I don't I don't think it's it's Cage's size that's holding him back as a baby face. I think it's it's purely the well, no, the not just that's not the size. It's the look as well. Like it's you know he's got the the bald head with the mohawk and you know he's coming down with the big angry metal music and you know I know Wardlow does the same I fucking thing. You know, change all that. Uh, mm, I, true. I don't know. I think it's just a at this stage in his career. I don't think. Well, I guess I guess um, Bobby Lashley managed to turn his mic work around, didn't he? He, he got he did better. Another but big again, man, Bobby Lashley's mic work was just. I'll just tell him you, saying, I'm going to murder you. Yep, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. That, that's what, that that you can do that as a baby face. You can. I, I guess I like I get your point as well. It's like if you have the heel for it to like yeah MJF. Anyone could be a baby face against MJF. Except maybe Cody. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into Dynamite. We'll talk about that. Uh. Um, so Moxley, back after his stint in rehab, uh, looking Good. fucking fantastic. Amazing. Been working out. Um, some arsehole shouted something at him at the start. Uh, I think it was get the garbage truck to get the trash out of the ring. Um, and they, the Moxie just started saying fuck <laughs> yep. on live TV. Get Told him to go fuck himself. Go fuck yourself. Get that guy out of here. Uh, yeah. Did that and shock you at all here and say fuck? It did, a bit. it did shock me a bit. Um, I, I couldn't make out what the guy said, but obviously I thought to myself, Jesus, it's, if you it, it was Mox at that point. It, it was get the garbage truck, take that trash out of the ring. Jesus Christ. And because this, this place in DC is really small, you could hear him clear as day. Like, well, obviously we could, mm. but Mox, Moxley could, you could hear individual people shouting stuff, which made this crowd seem very smirky at times, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Max's promo was hauntingly amazing. It was talking about the demon um, in in his dream and uh, overcoming that demon being his drinking problem. Obviously, then he says he's mm. going to grab pro wrestling by the balls. I love the last line he said though. The only thing I'm drinking from now on is blood. <laughs> I was like, yes. You probably like throw, you know, a bit of water in there sometimes, maybe. <laughs> uh, but it was a great promo. Um, yeah, I, I wonder where they go with this. Because may as well just move on to the what happened uh, his first match. Like, it launched straight into Rampage. Against Ethan Page, which is a mm. good return opponent for him. Um, so this no, match was fucking excellent. It was, I. Um, but that's that's straight away like a, a marquee match. No, no mm-hmm. knock in the ring, rust off on dark earning. You're, you're putting you nope. right in there. Um, good match against Ethan Page, as you said. Um, 
And then interestingly, on the way out after Max wins, who's there to mm-hmm. greet him? Brian Danielson, <laughs> giving him a round of applause. So, so we're getting into that then. That'll be awesome. That will be Aye. absolutely awesome. The one thing I want to say quickly is, uh, so I know I know the page. We've already talked about him before, but is it just me though, or is Page getting in better, better shape every time we see him? He just looks like he's toning up more and more, and he actually looked like he. He actually looked like he physically could have overpowered Mark. You know the way Mark oh, usually I, looks like the big fucking gorilla in the ring. Page's and, a big I'm not guy, saying that as an insult. Hi, Page. He's just he just seems to look bigger and bigger every time you see him. Do you think the? Uh, well, I don't think, but like Moxley, he's not going to turn heel now, is he? I can't see it. No, with the, with them already turning Danielson heel. I can't see it, uh, but Marks and Danielson are going to put on some incredible matches. Yeah. I can see this being a, a big feud. Yeah, as long as it, it doesn't go... It doesn't need to be, like, months and months long, this one, though. It, no, it's, no. It, it can be a, a quick one. A couple of weeks, get a really good match out of it. Um... <sighs> Wouldn't go any further than Revolution, maybe. Uh, we had uh, Cole and Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander in a intergender mm. match. Actually, no, wait, mixed tag match. Mixed tag, yeah. Mixed tag, yeah. Disappointingly, it wasn't intergender, but um, it was almost. Britt Baker stood on Orange Cassidy's foot. That count. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did land them devastating kicks there, shins. Jesus, I thought poor old Britt was going to be crippled. Monday fuck refs, but should be disqualified. And one of them, <laughs> I mean, I know people like to lay their shit in, but Cassidy needs to calm down. He's going to end up hurting somebody. This <laughs> was a decent match. It was. It was, a- it was more than decent. It was probably the best match of the night, maybe. Um, mm. But it hasn't finished things up. But, uh, the, so this leads us to um, the finish of this. Baker brings out a table. What happens when you set up a table in wrestling? Oh, You're going yeah. through that fucking Old thing. Old adage. Um, but... We get Cassidy accidentally knocking her into the table, which Cole takes great exception with. Mm-hmm. Goes fucking clean nuts. And then backstage afterwards, um, challenges Cassidy to a lights out match unsanctioned at Beach Break. Beach Break, which is nowhere near the sea and in the middle of winter. <laughs> or is it Idaho or somewhere? It's Wardlow's hometown. Ooh. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, yes. That's Wardlow's hometown. Hmm. So, uh, Definitely. That'll, well, that'll be interesting. I, I, why don't they do the ladder match? Is that the ladder match isn't at Beach Break, is it? The, the face of Revolution? They don't do that before Revolution? Or did they? No, they do it at Revolution. So he's going to be in that. 
Well, so no, week, they have to do the, 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 the matches to qualify. Oh, no, but uh, well, that's what I'm saying. He will be in it. Oh, big time, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so last week, uh, speaking of Wardlow, he knocked the shit out of CM Punk, powerbombed him to hell. Uh, Punk just managed to get the roll-up. So this week, or last, well, I guess this is last week, uh, but this time, um, Sean Spears is going to take on Punk. And they've been doing a lot of like promo packages and shit for this, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what condition Punk's in? Sean Spears is ready to kill him. Um, MJF comes out on the commentary, barely gets his arse on the seat, and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking go to sleep. Good night, Sean Spears. Uh not much of that. Brilliant. Fuck. No, brilliant. But obviously the, the big thing was what happened after when MJF came into the ring. You know, Punk gets a howl of the scarf and MJF slips away. And then Punk mm. sort of keeps the scarf and sits there like a big smug bastard. Yeah. I was half <laughs> expecting him to either like spit into the scarf or wipe his arse with it. I was expecting one of the two. Yeah. The blue off of this has to be Chicago. Oh, big time. Uh, maybe wouldn't keep it to Revolution. It, it would be better if they do it in Chicago. And they even mm-hmm. hinted at that as like you don't want to fight, fight me in the one town where, mm. you know, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> that line he said. That, that line. Yep. No, I'm pretty sure he says um, it's either here or in the one town that you don't want to fight me in, alluding yeah. to it Chicago. You get it out of the way now, or you're going to have to wait until you do it in the one place you don't want to do it. Uh, so, up next, we had that promo. I thought this promo was amazing. Right. I thought you were going to say shite. Oh, I, I went it. back and forth on it, and then, like, no, nah, it was good. I, I think he's, he, just, he's just working the shit out of people. Hang I think asshole. he managed to turn. So Cody Rhodes is who we're talking about here. I think he managed to turn the crowd around a bit towards the end. Um, they were sort of cheering near the end. Yeah, and because you couldn't, he wasn't saying anything controversial or anything that that wasn't true he's like yeah he kind of did create this whole forbidden door thing yeah he kind of mm-hmm. did do the stuff that cm punk said in his pipe bomb promo mm-hmm. he left wwe and went out on the indies and made a success of himself and he's one of the first guys to do that and you can't can you really argue with that um yeah uh and then there's the the whole contract angle where Cody's working without a contract <laughs> at the minute. Uh, who knows how that plays into it, but all I know is we're getting a ladder match for uh, to decide who's the undisputed TNT champion uh, between Cody and Sammy Guevara. It's not a... And that's not, happening this week, isn't it? That's a beach break, yeah. Um it's not a, a ladder of death, though. So, no, it's not not quite not quite as bad as that. <laughs> um, 
so what else? We we got Brody King in action uh, with Malachi Black just fucking murdering the varsity blondes. Oh, Jesus, they were murderized. Absolutely murderized. Yeah. I like their entrance together, though. Yes, uh, and apparently that is Brody King's band. Oh, fuck, right? If I am not mistaken... Um, poor Frankie Kazarian, he got. Oh yeah, well, it wasn't <laughs> not like he got murdered by him, but he was in a match. It was grand. Uh, he, slant he spent ninety five percent of the match getting beat up. <laughs> it yeah. basically showed how tough Frankie was, but he he couldn't land any real offense on him. Archer's in a really bad mood. Does Archer seem a bit? I don't know, not in ring shape. Do you maybe not as fast as he was before he left? I don't know. Or maybe it was just this match. I know Frankie's just... not a very fast paced. No, no. And then Archer's a big guy, so you don't expect much hmm. speed from him, but uh this match for me is just it was just there. Hmm. It's like uh it was just to, to there, there was a lot of these matches where it was like, yeah, this is just sort of a, doesn't forward any issues, but just gets this person over or a win in this person's record. Um, speaking of Sky Blue versus Serena Deeb. Poor Sky Blue. Short match. Yes. But Serena Deeb, Deeb is you, you'll fucking take, unbelievable. You'll take, uh, you'll take whatever Deeb you can get. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, and then this main event. God, this main event. Um, <laughs> I'm the... I only know uh, myself and one other person that's got a problem with this. I don't know how you've come down on the whole Sting thing. Right. As I've said, I, I do love Sting. I was a Sting fan growing up. He's been one of my favorites since I was a kid. But yeah, I do realize that the man is 62 years old. And yes, he's doing some cool stuff for a man his age and all. That's all well and good. But it's getting a bit much when Sting is single-handedly taking out tag teams himself. And we're talking like top-ranked tag teams and all. And the only thing I can think this is Literally this top is all number one ranked the acclaimed yep. The only thing I can think this is building towards is you obviously build up the fact that, you know, Sting's 62, he's still an icon, whatever, and he's still unbelievably amazing, right? So you build this up by having him do all this amazing, brilliant shit, right? And Sting's thing is he's done this with three or four people that I can think of. Um, They have a match with Sting and they will beat him. And then that's a huge deal because they are the person that's beat Sting. So, the, the the one I remember was in TNA with uh, Nick Aldis. Um, the fans weren't really taking to him at one stage, but he was sort of in a group with Sting. And hmm. Sting was obviously helping him with a lot of his matches and all, and this was getting Aldis wins and all the rest of it. And then Aldis started doubting himself that he couldn't do it without Sting, so they had this match, and it was fucking amazing. And Aldis yeah. gets the win. And then from then on, Aldis was just like main event superstar. And I know Darby doesn't need that, yeah, but 
you can have Derby at the top of the fucking mountain easily if you have Sting running around, beating shit out of everybody, being a fucking runaway maniac, and they eventually come to a match, Sting v Derby, and Derby takes down Sting. That's the right. only way I think this angle is going to make sense. I, I you can't can get, have Sting and Derby as tag team champions. I get what you're, no. Uh, yeah, I get what you're, no, no, that, that shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. I just don't like, uh, you know, along the way, them having to, like, beat the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. The, what is essentially number one contender, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the ranked number one uh, tag team in AEW behind mm-hmm. Jurassic Express and to have them go down to um an old guy and like Darby's great but I, I I'm start in my mind the way I see it is like Darby's starting to get dragged down a bit by just my frustration at Sting beating fucking everyone. Like beating mm-hmm. FTR. Um you know it's and it's it's always a like why can't they be like the the old guys in New Japan? You know, the the Nagatas and that and um Suzuki because like they're legends like Sting is there like in their in in New Japan and they still wrestle but they rarely beat anyone of note. Mm. Uh, they'll they'll beat a, a young lion. Who gives mm. a fuck? You don't even know that guy's name, but they will rarely, you know, they'll they'll fill in a gap and do a match. They can still go, but they're not out there. You know, Yuji Nagata's not fucking beaten Okada. <laughs> that's right. just that's just not fucking happening. But uh, here we have Sting. Anytime I see someone. Like, when I saw Acclaimed going after Sting and Darby, I was like, oh, no, don't, boys, don't do it. <laughs> uh, I think this is the way it's going to go, though. So you build Sting up to be this still unbeatable legend, and Darby's going to get frustrated that it's Sting, you know, doing all the work, and he can't do it himself. And Sting will have a match with him, mm. and he'll beat Sting. And, you know, and then like, I can see Sting one of the, the heels maybe planting the seed. It's like, oh, you can't mm-hmm. get it done without Sting. You're pish. Yeah, yeah. MJF beat you a headlock takeover for fuck's sake. Yep. That's that's all you need to do is to start doing that. And that's yep. when I reckon it could be double or nothing. It could be, I'm not too sure, but I think this is what they're leading. I would, well, this is me hoping this is what they're leading towards. If I ever see Sting and Darby taking on the Jurassic Express, I'd be like, oh my God, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. I'll, I'll, well, not that I have any fucking choice in the matter, but yeah, we'll let it play out. Um, mm. I just don't expect me to be happy about it along the way. Um, so... We spoke about Moxley and Page on Rampage already. Uh, we also got a rare treat in uh, Nick Jackson singles matches versus Trent Beretta. That was a hell of a that match. That was amazing. Hell of a match. Great, proper. We forgot to mention. Style. We were talking about Malachi and Brody. We forgot to mention that Pac is back, sort of. Oh yeah, yeah. At the end of the match, he appeared on the 
screen, uh, screen. took took his blindfold off. I was like, oh, he's not going to wrestle. Blind. I know. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> As he said last week, you could have bought that. Fuck, I. It's like Pax Daredevil? The- I, okay. <laughs> I, that's even scarier, actually. If you turn around and says, right, Daredevil's going to beat the shit out of you, or Pax's going to beat the shit out of you, he's like, I give me Daredevil, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting like I'm watching Trent though it's still you wince every time oh like he he takes a bump on his neck uh which is way too often and he does the hands thing he does the hands thing like he sells with the oh shaking his hands it's like (laughs) stop that (laughs) stop selling so well you're making me concerned (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then the 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 wrap up on this one was Hook versus Serpentico. They sent Hook <laughs> again, and Hook won. You can always tell when Hook's coming to the ring and the fans are going nuts. Taz goes really quiet. You know, this isn't the main event, by the way. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> I said it was but, the main event. I always feel Taz is getting a wee bit sort of choked up because his son is just crazy over Probably. and he hasn't even really done much yet. This was basically just a squash match, but I did find it quite funny that Serpentigo still had his streamers coming off his fingers and <laughs> getting thrown about the place. That actually looked pretty cool. <laughs> it, looked like, it looked like something out of Street Fighter 4 because he was being flung and then the streamers were following him like two seconds later. Although the bit that killed me, obviously Hook gets the win here and uh, QT comes out and he does a bit of slabbering. And I love the fact that Hook, you know, grabs him for a suplex and QT still has the mic in front of him's mouth and he just starts shouting, oh God, no, please help. And instead of putting the mic down and doing something, he just screams help into the microphone. And then Hook just suplexes the shit out of him. Who's going to hand Hook his first loss? Oof. It should be Excalibur. Come out of retirement. <laughs> to beat Why Hook. Excalibur? Just do no Taz. <laughs> Just do no Taz. Um, I think they're leading towards a Hook Dante match. That'll be fucking awesome. Yeah. Aye. No, that's the end game here. Um, but just the. The, the whole Dante thing, they do know why, but a fucking meandering. You know, mm-hmm. you, you want them like, come on, just go, like let them blast through all the rest of your boys and get the hook, and that that'll be the mm. the thing. Um, but like oh, the whole Leo Rush situation, all and things changing, like uh, it's uh, it's probably not done that angle any favors. Nah, I still think his brother comes in at some point. Oh, I oh, I. maybe that's how that ends. Well, they, it's a tag match. They literally they mentioned them. Wasn't it Leo or Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel mentioned him? So yeah, and then He's obviously this is what Starks is having a go so at. So fucking long, eh? It must have been a heck of a bad injury. Oh, mm. <gasps> we forgot to mention something as well. What? The greatest promo in Jurassic Express history. <laughs> oh, apples! Apples! <laughs> they they, they, they have to start word. doing this. He said a word, and 
it was just a random word too. I can't even remember what the actual thing Jungle Boy said, but there's this horse that should now from now on just pick a random word out of a sentence and just repeat it at the end. And I uh, I say how do you like those apples or something? I don't know. I think they're talking about the the apple fa- not falling far from the tree because yes, they're talking about yes, the ass boys. Yes, you're right. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. These are apples. Apples. <laughs> but um when when obviously during Dynamite when uh, Excalibur told us that Billy Gunn had demanded a camera, I did get very excited. And uh it was obviously I still yeah. think this is leading up to this now, because obviously that the ass boys want a tag title match and uh they're going to get a horrible surprise when they lose. <laughs> so are they... Well, I guess they probably There's are no... for, for a tag title match somewhere. Well, now that they claim they've been beat. Uh... I don't know if I'd knock... Like, claim were ranked number one. That wouldn't knock them down too far, I don't think. Um... But if it knocks them down so we get an ass boys match and the man himself arrives, I'm all for them being knocked down a peg. <laughs> yeah. It has to be something like if you if you're gonna bring Dan Housen and Ass Boys need to be involved. Hundred percent. He started it. He's making money for your company and he doesn't even work there yet. Come on. Get him in. Yeah, no. Um like, so everyone's I, using this now. Hmm. So our actual main event. Um, TBS mm-hmm. title on the line, Jade Cargill, Anna J. Hey, this this wasn't that bad. Wasn't Anna was definitely right. worked her arse off. Mm. It is mad. I think you could you could see watching the match that that was definitely Anna was leading the match. So it was. Yeah, the, she's they, younger than Jade. I think she's got more experience than Jade though, but she doesn't have a lot of she experience does. either. <laughs> like, like I. Think, I I think it might be she a couple the, of match worth. Just, I would, oh, I suppose you're, did she do a wee bit of work in the Indies though before she came to the TV? Jade? No, 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 or Anna, because she had that whole, yeah, she, she had the whole Zenyatta gimmick. Zenyatta gimmick, yeah. Um, so she must have been doing something, like you wouldn't be running around dressed like that unless you were already taking mm. bookings, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it, she was, she, she'd had a handful of matches like maybe handfuls even being generous before she um started in AEW. Mm. She's got the late great Brody Lee to f- thank for uh mm. for where she is now. She's had some cracking matches as well though. So she has. Mm. So you can definitely see she's gonna be you give her a couple of years when she sort of sharpens herself up, she's gonna be a huge deal. Um especially with the tag team we we Ty Conte. Them two together just Kicking people's brilliant. <laughs> I can watch that shit all day. And that is that's all the AEW. Now I watched one other show this weekend. So the oh, world a lot on, of talk about this. The world on GCW happened. The pay per view GCW pay per view. Now, if you're unfamiliar, GCW is, it's the ECW to AEW's WCW to WWE's mm. WWE. They're just WWE. So, that, yeah, so they're very, uh, very fucking 
you know, production is not great, but it's like probably it, it's the biggest indie at the minute. But they're doing doing really good shit. And this uh, this particular show takes place at the the Hammerstein Ballroom, the Manhattan Center, which is famous for ECW. Um, and I so I decided to buy this and give it a watch. You know, support mm. the indies. Um. I'm gonna say it wasn't great. <laughs> I heard the Cardona match was meant to be very good. The Cardona match was good and awful all at the same time. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> go few this. No, it was good. So the the matches you had, um, so yeah, you you had Matt Cardona versus Joey Janela. The th- that match it was fucking nuts. You talk about run ins, hey. It was. I'll try and get a list of the run-ins because some guy I didn't know for a start. Um, big guy can do a moonsault. Um, Jonah. No, no, no. Oh, um, not sure his name. We had Smart Mark Sterling. Right. We had Hornswoggle. Of course we did. We had Marco Stunt. Right. Um, we had Brian Myers. Right. And we had fucking X-Pac. What? <laughs> All doing run-ins. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> Justin Cardona's match. Justin Cardona's match. Oh no! Wait, I'm not done yet. We also had Sabu and Bill Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Or no, sorry, that wasn't that match. What am I on about? That's a fucking thing that happened afterwards. Um, yeah, so I, I this is the first ever GCW ma- uh, show I've watched. So <laughs> there's a lot of like, who's that guy? Who's what did that guy say when I said who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> so uh Mance Warner. Oh yeah, I know who Mance Warner is. He, so he's uh, come back after in MLW. So he, he had a knee injury, he's come back. Uh was inter- interrupted by someone called Atticus Cougar. Um and then he the rest of his wee group come out and they're gonna beat these guys up. Lights go out and you hear a whistle. And then Bill Alfonso and Sabu are there. <coughs> And then they all, they all, he just get beat up and then they all leave to Pantera's walk. And it's like, wait, that's Rob Van Damme's music. What? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I get, I get the idea. Just, just a, it, it was a fun match, but if you were like to say, like, as a wrestle match, probably not, no. Like, like, Cornetto would have hated this. <laughs> he would fucking despise this. Um, what oh, else? Yeah, yeah. Effie going up against Jeff fucking Jarrett. Okay. Jeff Jarrett. Hey. Um, wasn't a great match to be honest. Like, and uh, Jeff Jarrett won, which does like fuck off, you old bastard. <laughs> like, fucking Jarrett putting himself over. Hey. I'm gonna believe this stuff with Sting's doing it. You, my friend, are not Sting. 
Oh Jesus! Well, hopefully, Afi gets a chance to 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 get him back. He's a ten-time world champion. That is stupid. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, Jeff, Jarrett Jeff Jarrett is a ten-time world champion. How many times was that him booking himself as champion, though? Oh, uh, a lot. <laughs> Fucking Jeff a Jarrett. Lot. Um, we got big title match well before talk about that um there's a really good trios match uh gringo loco uh flamita and rs versus laredo kid bandito and asf um proper proper lucha match uh to the point where the crowd were throwing money into the ring at the end of it (laughs) which is (laughs) a thing that happens in uh lucha libre when the match is really good Uh, the crowd will throw money into the ring um, I thought that the wrestlers. Was pretty cool. I hope that wasn't planned because it's pretty nice if uh, that just happened. But it was probably mm. planned, wasn't it? We can hope. Uh, Ruby Soho was there up against uh, Ali Catch, who used to be Ali Cat. Mm. Pretty big on the the indies. Um, and yeah, the, the title match. Which wasn't the main event. Uh, interestingly enough, we had John Moxley. Again, returning. This is him returning from rehab versus Homicide. Um, in a very, very. It wasn't out and out violent like deathmatch though, because like GCW is known for some, a lot of deathmatch stuff. Uh, but mm. real hard hitting match. It's fucking Moxley and Homicide. It's like what you. Yeah, expect. I was kind of surprised. Doesn't surprise me with them too, boys. And then the big main event. So this is where I get why this happened, but at the same time, this is a shit way to close your show. Um, I've heard about this. Yeah. So the Briscoe Brothers are their tag team champions. Um, we know the Briscoe Brothers, right? The Ring of Honor legends, um, and they issued an open challenge. Um, and who answers that challenge? Nick fucking Gage uh, returning mm. uh, with some other deathmatch guy who I had no clue who he was. Um, I swear he match lasted about five minutes, if that. I, I heard it was a very quick thing and the, uh, you could tell the crowd were a bit confused at the end and all. Yep. Um, there wasn't much of a match at all. It was just to get the title on titles on Nick Gage and he gave the big speech at the end. Everyone came out from the back and I was sitting there being like, eh, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Cause again, I'm, this is me being a first time ever. I'm going to watch some GCW and this is, this is the main event you're giving me. Um, mm. wasn't great. Uh, the, ma- the, the show as a whole is just, just kind of okay. Like the, I said, Janela Cardona was fun. Uh, I liked the, the lucha match. Um, Mox and uh, Homicide was grand, but that was that was a, the main sort of uh, callouts. They had a, a ladder mm. match as well, which was which was okay. That was like grab the brass ring ladder match and you get a title shot that's where leo rush showed up he was I'm pretty sure he was a mystery opponent you had jordan oliver jimmy lloyd alice cologne uh leo rush pco 
what the fuck? Um, <laughs> Tony Deppin. What did you call it? Jean-Pierre Lafitte. He stole Bret Hart's jacket. <laughs> okay. It was back in the ni- like 95 or something. Mm. He was a pirate. French-Canadian yes. pirate. And he stole Bret Hart's hell. jacket. That is the biggest thing the PCO did. And he was also ring about the champion, <laughs> I guess. Fucking hell. He once <coughs> tagged with Danhausen. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's a claim to fame itself. Yep. Anytime you get to work with him. We do talk about him a lot, sorry. Although we didn't talk Danhausen. about him once last week. I remember that. I, yeah. We need to get the word of Danhausen out there. People need to know. Uh, because this is the worst thing. If we, if we mention, if we never talked about him, right, and then like say people do listen to us and they watch Dynamite and he shows up, they're gonna go, "Hi, who's this guy?" Them two have never mentioned him. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I guess gonna do for this week. Um, hmm. Beach break coming our way. Um, it's mad that they're doing the beach break thing in the middle of winter. Yeah, didn't they do yeah. that in the sort of summer last time? No, it was winter then as well. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just a winter thing they do then. We call it beach break. I think they're being ironic, I guess. <laughs> but I will call it a podcast and be back again next week. For number 40. Bye. See ya.